Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three are buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam. Good morning, good people of CannabisRadio.com land and iTunes land and Stitcher land and Stitcherlandia. This is Ungayo Bilam, your dank diplomat, right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Today is, um, it's a Tuesday. I think it's like the 28th or 29th. I don't remember. It's the 28th, 28th of April. It's almost noon. I am in Salem, Oregon right now, sitting outside a parking lot, stealing Wi-Fi. Well, I'm sitting in a parking lot. I'm sitting outside the Starbucks in the parking lot. There's a nice little touch about the Starbucks. Uh, It's right next door to a cannabis dispensary. So if you're a fan of the poor man's eight ball or the Seattle speedball, or I guess they could call it the Salem speedball. If you like weed and coffee, this is the perfect spot. And I hella want to smoke a joint in my car right now, but um, I'm sitting right next to a marijuana club. And that would be rude, right? Marijuana clubs don't want you smoking weed outside. It's like drinking outside a liquor store. It's kind of, it's not classy. So I'm just going to wait and I'm going to suck down the cigarette. And then after I finish this podcast, I'm going to go smoke weed in a discreet location. I'm probably uh, some weed from the Kaya Shack because I like buying weed in Oregon way more than I like buying weed in Washington. All right, before we get into that stuff, we're going to start with dessert first. Um, I was very fortunate to spend the last weekend in one of my favorite small towns, uh, although it's not a small town like it used to be anymore, Richland, Washington, um, known as the part of the Tri-Cities, right? There's three cities. There's Richland, there's Kennewick, and there's Pasco right there on the banks of the lovely Columbia River. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Your power is turning the darkness to dawn. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. They don't teach kids folk songs anymore like they used to. That was from fifth grade. Well, I mean, it's actually from like, I think Guthrie. Woody Guthrie wrote that. One of those guys. But anyway, uh, dessert first. So while I was at Richland, Washington at Joker's Comedy Club, which I recommend. It's a great spot. The MC, his name is Randy. He got it in his head. Uh, he got a bug up his ass or whatever. And he brought desserts all three nights. So the first night he made a strawberry cream cake. So it was like a strawberry cake filling with fresh strawberries and a strawberry uh, buttercream frosting. And it was delicious. It tasted, and this is no knock, it tasted like breakfast cereal. If you think of like uh, Frankenberry, if you remember that sort of breakfast cereal, it was like a sweet breakfast cereal cake. And it was very delicious and I enjoyed it very much. And then um, that was Thursday. And then Friday he brought cinnamon rolls, which were okay. Randy, if you're listening to this, I'm not talking uh, big shit about your cinnamon rolls. I like the cinnamon flavor and the goopiness of the sauce, but I felt like your cinnamon rolls were a little undercooked. But I'm kind of weird. I like there's a difference between a soft gooiness and then like an undercooked doughiness if you understand where i'm coming from so i like i don't i don't mind a soft cinnamon roll but i like them a little bready it's a roll after all i like i like i like a little bread in my cinnamon roll but it was good but then the third night saturday and i took a picture of this shit and it's on my instagram ngaio420 he made a thin mint cake right so he took like girl scout thin mint cookies 
and made a mint chocolate cake and used the thin mint cookies in the batter and on the cake. And that shit was delicious. I actually had three small slices, which probably added up to one big slice if you think about it. But it was really, really good. I, I almost stole the recipe from it. The cake was nice and moist. Chocolate and mint flavor were delicious. I tried to have some other desserts, but I went to this place. We went to, um, I think it was in Spokane, and they were all out of desserts. And I was very, very sad. So that was, uh, so th- those are the desserts. Richland, Washington, always fun. Uh, I played some golf out there. They got a couple nice golf courses. They got a desert course. They got a regular old golf course, I guess. I hung out by the river. I saw some friends. I remembered all the memories. You know, I've been playing recently. That's the thing, right? When you've been playing these towns for a long time, we've talked about this before. There are towns who've had one-nighter or two-nighter comedy rooms for 20, 30 years. I think the first time I came out here in Richland, Washington was like 19... 19- 91 or something like that. So that's like 26, 27 years ago. So some of these kids in the show weren't even alive when I first started going there. And it used to be a much smaller town uh, full of a few nerds, but not many because, you know, they've got the uh, the nuclear reactor. So you need some some uh, uh, engineers and whatnot, but they hardly ever leave the house because their engineers are kind of introverted. And whatnot. But um, the crowds, the crowds were good. Richland is fun. The crowds are not always the smartest, but they are uh, maybe the filthiest. They don't mind a good dirty joke. And so that's what we told a lot of. And we had a great time in Richland. And then I went to Spokane, which is two hours away, two hours northeast of Richland, Washington. Um, If you take 395 and then you cut around up and down, it doesn't matter. You can look it up on a map. And I did a show at the Spokane Comedy Club, which was great. Um, my homie Tyler Smith produces a show all over Washington called The Dope Show, which is, I know it sounds like a Marilyn Manson song, but it's not. I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Uh, actually, me and the drugs have a mutual admiration society. That's the point. But the thing is, what you do in The Dope Show is you do a set, right? And then you go smoke weed, and then you come back and do another set. So every comic does two sets uh one sober sober ish for me i suppose i don't really know and then one high but to make it an extra challenge and this is very sweet of him tyler went out and bought me a uh hash joint from i think they're called the bang brothers and so it was a joint uh with flowers and then rolled in butane hash and then covered in like keef hash crumbles or something like that and so i actually did get uh really really high i got extra high for the show. And, and that was, that was nice of him because I was going to bring some hash or something extra too, because I wanted to present a challenge to myself because I'm used to going on stage stoned. Um, but I'm not used to going on stage hashed out because hash makes me kind of quiet and rambly, but I powered through and I had two really good sets. He only had me up for five minutes on the second set on the assumption that I would be too stoned to perform effectively. And yet I've been performing stoned for years and years and years. And really there's only two times in my life where I ever thought I was too high to go on stage uh, and yet both times I smashed that shit. Two of the best sets I've ever had in my life. And I also had a really good set. The people of Spokane are wonderful. Um, I hadn't been there in a good four or five years. So it was great to be back. Another thing about Richland, when we were talking about, you see the towns growing and changing. I actually had to look for parking. And that's weird. I don't know if you've ever been to a small town, but there's almost always a parking lot or space downtown because downtowns are dying. So you go downtown and then you just walk around the empty stores and shit. But uh, they're little... 
urban downtown area was kind of crowded and kind of packed. And so uh, I had to drive around for like three minutes, which is not a lot of time if you're from a big city, but it's a lot of time if you're hanging out in a small town. So I had to drive around for like three minutes in Richland, Washington, before I could find a parking spot at the barbecue spot. And it was good. Their barbecue was delicious. I went to Porter's Barbecue in the Parkway in Richland, and I had the brisket and the turkey. The turkey was all right. Uh, the brisket was excellent. I also made the mistake of getting their banana pudding. Um, damn. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, yes, technically, it was a banana-flavored pudding, and it did have vanilla wafers, but there were no bananas. The texture wasn't great, and let's be honest, a banana pudding is supposed to be a vanilla pudding with bananas and vanilla wafers. And they made like banana flavored pudding, which don't fuck with, don't, please, for the love of God, don't fuck with artificially flavored banana anything. That shit is just nasty. Uh, so it wasn't a great banana pudding. I did not finish it. I just went back and got more meat. All right, <laughs> that was the beginning of the trip on the foods and the stuff. And we're going to talk about more things in just a minute when we come back right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Rollin' with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. Welcome back. So we were talking about uh, Eastern Washington, and here's one of those things too, right? So Washington is a legal cannabis state. You're allowed to have uh, recreational cannabis stores and dispensaries, and yet the Tri-Cities doesn't have one fucking club that sells weed in the entire Tri-Cities area. You've got to drive out to Frint Finley or Bitten City, or Prosser to buy weed. And that's a damn shame because, listen, I've been hanging out in the Tri-Cities more than 20 years, and everybody there smokes weed. And I got homies out there who grow weed. Matter of fact, somebody gave me a big old 
jar full of a really nice lemon haze that threw themselves and it was fucking delicious and i'm gonna bring some home and i'll take a picture i don't think i posted a picture of it yet it's super crystally tastes like lemons it's got the nice sativa buzz that you like a lot and that's good homegrown and i wanted to buy some weed in washington i don't like buying weed in washington though and here's why they don't let you smell the weed you can't even really look at it you go i went i went to one spot because i was driving to Spokane. i was like i'm gonna check out some of this fucking weed we'll see how i'll bring a joint to these people and I, so i stopped at this place uh, between uh, Richland and Spokane and some small ass town, I, I can't, Ritzville maybe, uh, right off the freeway though, I gotta like that, right, it's like a truck stop for stoners because <laughs> there was a truck stop and then there was a marijuana dispensary right next to it, that's almost as good as having your marijuana dispensary next to the Starbucks, so uh, uh, so I went in to buy some weed, man and in Washington the rules are weird like it's like crack or something, so the, everything's prepackaged, you can't smell anything you just have to take the bud tender's word for it which i guess is cool but really marijuana the way i can figure out if a marijuana is what i want to smoke uh is i smell it right you got to smell the weed if it smells like pine trees and berries i'm probably into it if it smells like chocolate and coffee i'm hella into it if it smells like black pepper and foot cheese i might try it i might try it um, I'm not big on the cheesy smells so much, but I do like the blueberries and the sweetness, although it's not too sweet. But anyway, that's so so they don't you just you get to look at it. But a lot of their marijuana is very clearly commercially made, uh, not trimmed very nice. It doesn't always look great. You can't. Uh, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating because marijuana is really more like a microbrew than it is like a tobacco. Right. Sure. When you go to buy your cigarettes, you just run in, give me a pack of fucking American spirit organics. You know, what's going to happen. It's all mass produced. Boom, boom, boom. But weed is more, there should be more care. There should be more things taken, right? You want to, Oh, this Skagit Valley train wreck was lovingly grown and blah, blah, blah. And if you look here, you can see the crystals and you can smell the notes and get the, you know what I'm saying? It smells like pine trees and, and, and woodier mushrooms or whatever it is. And so they don't let you do that in Washington and I, and maybe people in Washington are used to it, but it just, it irks me no end. So I hardly ever buy weed in Washington. I'm not trying to front. I don't, I just bring weed with me. And, uh, and, and, and it's not to say that the, their weed isn't any good. Their weed is okay. It's probably the third best weed in the country. Maybe the fourth best weed in the country, California and Oregon, of course, are first. And then, uh, I don't know, New Mexico, perhaps New Mexico and then Washington or maybe Washington, New Mexico, Colorado, I, Colorado and Washington, I feel like could grow better weed, but they don't. And I think it's mostly because of commercial pressures, but that's, you know, what do you do? And so then I went to Portland, uh, and we did a show in portland called uh revolution comedy night so this is every two weeks they do uh they pick a charity a good progressive cause and then they do a comedy night and they give the money to the charity and we raised over 800 dollars for don't shoot pdx which is a black lives matter sort of deal trying to keep the cops and you think of portland as a very progressive uh and and forward thinking and liberal town and they are in a variety of ways but as you can imagine, sometimes uh, law enforcement tends to show an unconscious and inherent bias against people of color. Uh, this has happened in, in Oregon. You can go back and read about Portland for years and years. I don't know if you guys know this. Oregon used to uh, prohibit black people were prohibited by state law, by the state constitution. Black people weren't allowed to live in Oregon for a long, 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 long time. I think they just changed it a few years ago. 
And so some of these old holdovers, you know, it's like a traffic accident, right? Even if the traffic accident was four hours ago and it was cleared up, there's still sometimes a traffic jam in that spot. So a lot of these holdover attitudes tend to permeate um, the authorities and, and law enforcement communities. And so Oregon's been trying to deal with that, Portland especially. And so uh, we did a benefit for Revolution Portland, and it was great. There was an all-black improv team, which you don't see a lot, and they did some improv up front. And then Andy Main, A-N-D-I-E-M-A-I-N. She's very funny and wonderful and, and forward-thinking, and her comedy is slightly dark and yet ridiculously hilarious, and I'm a big fan of hers. Follow her all the time, Andy Main. Uh, she put the show together. She was a wonderful, fantastic host. Food tickets, drink tickets, everything. Everything was great. And that, that was in um, in Portland. And uh, Spokane also. Spokane had one of the best green rooms. I know I'm rambling. So what, you guys? I'm full of coffee and pancakes. Uh, Spokane <laughs> had a really nice green room because the club owner used to be a comic, right? So there's a nice TV. There's comfortable chairs. There's places to plug your phone. There's candy fucking everywhere. They had a dresser drawer full of candy. There were Twixes, there were Snickers bars, there were Reese's cups, there were peppermints, there were there was even a drawer full of healthy snacks like dry roasted peanuts and dark chocolate kind bars, which is beautiful for me because I'm trying to eat the healthier snacks. That's glad they're paying attention to the older comics. I can't just eat like three or four Reese's cups and then go on stage because my pancreas will get mad at me. Uh, so, so far it's been, I'm actually heading home. Today, I'm going to stop down in Southern Oregon and see a couple homies in the head home tonight. But it's been a wonderful, great trip. Didn't get pulled over one time. No hassles from the cops. Didn't have to use my AK. It was a really good day. I'd like to thank uh, Tyler Smith over at the Dope Show, which I will be at the Dope Show again in uh, May, May 10th, at the parlor in Bellevue, Washington, outside of Seattle. I'll be at the Dope Show again. Uh, Andy Main for hooking me up. Uh, Dewey and Randy and everybody at Jokers in Richland, Washington. Really hook up. You guys are all fantastic. You had a great time. I'd like to thank the uh, Oregon State Police and the Washington State Police for not harassing me all the way in or out. And I'd like to thank the Northern Quest for Casino for parting with $300 of their hard-won gambling money uh, on a couple of slots so I could have a few extra bucks on the way to Portland. Okay, I don't really have any large themes today. It's just been good. I got to tell you, it's been good to get out on a road trip. I haven't been on a like a serious three, four, five show night road trip in a minute because uh, I generally stay home in the winter because fuck driving six hours through the snow for $300. Uh, I'm not 22 anymore. Um, but the, these shows are great. It's great to get some spring, to roll around. I don't know if you've ever driven... Uh, from Spokane to Portland, but it's a gorgeous, gorgeous drive. You drive along the Columbia River, and I, I can't tell you how much I love the Columbia River, you guys. You just drive along the Columbia River through the Dalles and through Biggs, and it's so beautiful and windy and green, and you can spring, see spring coming, and it's fairly a fairly straight line, so if you smoke a joint or two, nobody's going to say anything. Well, I'm not going to say anything, as long as you can handle your boots or your buds. Don't drink and drive. Well, we, you know, they just published a study, not just, I say just to make it seem more recent, but not really. They published a study a while ago that shows that stone drivers aren't really that bad. And also, if people think that they're too stoned to drive, they won't drive. That was one of the things they noticed, like when they 
test drunk people. Drunk people are like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll still drive, whatever. It's just a test, whatever. And stoners are like, dude, I don't want to. I'm too high for this shit, man. I'm just going to sit here for a minute till I feel like I can drive. And that's one of the big differences a lot of times. Ron Shock used to do a bit about that, about how on every other drug with alcohol, you come to a point where you just sit down like, dude, I'm fucked up. I'm going to be here for a minute. And everybody knows where you are. Like, where's Ron? Oh, he's over there. He's fucked up. But with booze, you're like, what? I'm not fucked up. Matter of fact, after I, I'm, after I find my car keys, I'm going to kick your ass and drive out of here. <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. All right. So that's, um, that was a great little road trip, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, happy. And you should all come on the road trip with me next time I come out to Richland and Spokane and all those other stuff. We will talk to you guys later. I'll be right back with more stuff right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on, and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Rollin' with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. All right, welcome back to Rollin' with Ungayo. It's the final segment of this particular show. It's a show number something or other. We're not very precise out here. I'm an Aquarius. I just have a Virgo rising, so I'm only precise about my stocks and comedy. Probably, that's about it. Uh, let's talk about things coming up. April, next week, I'm heading out to Texas, so I'm going to be in Laredo, which is right on the border. I didn't even know where Laredo was. I just know the the old song, um, what's that, is I walk through the streets of Laredo, I walk through the streets of Laredo one day. You remember that one? You guys remember that? I saw a young cowboy all dressed in white linen, dressed in white linen. And pale as the hay or some shit like that. And he killed somebody and somebody shot him. There's a lot of good cowboy murder songs. Lauren Green put out an album of cowboy songs, right? So it's got that one. It's got uh, Ringo. Ringo, Ringo. It doesn't have Big Bad John because that's not really a cowboy song so much as it's a minor song. M-I-N-E-R, not M-I-N-O-R. It's a minor song in a major key. 
Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be in Laredo at AJ's. I'm going to be uh, in McAllen, which is another border town, at the Cine El Rey on the 6th. And the 7th and 8th, I'm going to be at the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas. And then on the 9th, I'm in uh, Brownsville. Not Brown Eye, but Brownsville, Texas. And that should be fun. We're going to have a great time with all those things. I'm going to thank, uh, give a shout-out to some sponsors. Saturn Ranch. What's up, Saturn Ranch? Thanks for coming through. We're going to give a big up to Chameleon Glass. Hey, Chameleon Glass, we love you too. Um, all my homies, you guys, I'd like to thank Andy Mann. I'd like to thank Tyler Smith. Uh, I'd like to thank the entire state of Washington. We said that before, but it's still true. Uh, really, that's about it, you guys. I don't I don't have much more to say. Um, uh, I'm going to say if you are in Salem and you're hungry, go to Josie's. They have big, fluffy pancakes. If you like big, fluffy pancakes, then uh, Josie's is the spot. So I had pancakes and coffee today. So I'm full of bread and caffeine. So I'm going to be energetic and farty. <laughs> Nothing like good, energetic, effervescent fire. I'm going to crop dust some elevators and some fancy hotels and blame it on the guy standing next to me. Um, that's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, everyone. You know, smoke weed, be yourself, have fun, fight fascism, fight racism, fight sexism. And enjoy your day. That's all I'm going to do. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week right here on Rolling on the Night. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.